discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified. Even in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Give the Lord a shout. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you excited about the come meeting? Yeah. It's just for this church. And then um, we've, had, we've started some churches around some of our mission. We have some new missions that are going to be joining us. Um, Dodoa, we have a church at Dodoa, right? Dodoa, New Legon, Boche, Nanakum, Jowulu. La Paz, Oda, La Shibi, Teshi, Achimota. So many. We have about 55 churches now. Yes, we have a lot of them. So some of them are going to be joining us. Yes, these are churches that have two, three. It's just been a month. Some have two, three. Some have 30, 40 in a month. Yeah, we have, we have churches that it's just a month, but they have 40 people in it. We have a church at a pump. That's it's just a month, but they have about 40 people in, in there. It's a miracle. We have a church at Weja and all of those places. Very wonderful. So some of them will be joining us, just a few of them. But it is we are the main people that are going to be in the camp. So make sure you are there. You know, it's important that you have an experience with God. Okay? One day, I was walking. This church had just started, Okay? In a classroom at uh, Amokum. Those of you know Kumase. There's a place called Amokum. There's a, there's a school right by the road roadside, opposite um, Children's Park. There's a Children's Park that has never worked in Kumase. You may not know if you may not know it's there, but you may not. Yes, opposite, right opposite, just by the big main road. We start. We have started a church there. And this was, a, this was a Saturday. I think I'd gone there to go and organize the place, make, make sure things are working in the class. Now, as I finished doing what I was doing and I stepped out, I think I was going, my, my beloved at that time, my wife was just around at that time. Her, her hostel was just behind that place. You know, so I think I was going to a place or something. I don't remember what exactly, where exactly I was going to. Now, as I stepped out of the place and I was going, I met somebody on the road in the compound of the school. And when I met the person, the person called me and, and told me, I want, to, I want you to give me money. This is 2000 and, uh, 2011. Yes, late part of 2011. Oh, no, earlier. 2010. This is 2010, yes. This church had not started. This church had not started. So I met him. He said, I should give him money. I said, ah, I should give you money. So I gave him five CDs. 
Then he said, no, he doesn't need five cities. He needs is it 17 cities, 50 pesos, or something like that. He mentioned, is it 24 cities, 50 pesos, something? 22 cities, 50 pesos. Hey! I said, you need 22 cities, 50 pesos. I was just, I was just wondering, a beggar with a choice. <laughs> Charlie, this guy, are you serious at all? But I was just prompted to give it to him. So I gave him the money. I think I had just about 25 cities on me, but I gave him the 22 cities, 50 pesos. When he took the money from me, he started talking, started prophesying. Started talking about this church, about Love Economy Church, and how it was going to become, what was going to happen. Said so many things. He spoke to me for about 10 minutes or 15 minutes about the church. Amazing. I said, okay, God bless you. You know, he, he didn't look impressive. I don't forget it. I mean, just imagine a beggar talking to you. He was well-dressed, but then... So I turned, after he had spoken, this is an open space, very big, just like the, the whole of this compound, this whole place, including where the building is, very big place. When I turned from him and took a step, I turned to, to just look at him again. You know, sometimes you do that, like, you, you take a step and then you're like, you look back. When I turned to look, he was not there. He had vanished into thin air. Yes. I had met an angel without being aware. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. Mm, verse 2, rather. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. I had entertained an angel unawares. I didn't know that the person was an angel. Yes. Now, if you have an, an encounter like that with God, it changes you. The reason why a lot of Christians um, are stumbling between two opinions, they are in the world, one leg is in the world, one leg is in, is in God, you know, you know you are doing some things that are not right, but it's like you can't stop. You know where you are going to is not correct. It's being said. You, you, you know it. But it's like you can't help yourself. This is what I'm talking about. You can't help yourself. There are challenges. You can't read your Bible. It's because you don't have, you don't have an experience with God. You need an experience with God. You do. You need a reference point in your life. A major one. Major one. And when you, when you get it, it changes a lot of things about you. Hallelujah. And this is an opportunity that God is creating for you to have a reference. Okay? To have what? A reference. A reference in your life. It's so important. Jacob had an encounter with God in a camp meeting like that. Changed his life forever. His walking style changed. It's important. It's important you understand the transient nature of this world and understand the eternal nature of the word of God and what God has said. You, 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 if you are not careful, you will be a child forever in your mind and not, not really know 
what is ahead. So you need to be there. God is going to talk to you. God is going to share something. I mean, God has started telling me what to share. Yes. Three days ago, he started coming to me. What to talk about. This morning, more is coming to me. Yes. As to how I'll be talking about seven, um, seven things we are called, all are called to do. Yes. So when, when I'm preaching, that's what I'll be talking about. Yeah. And God is just showing them to me. This one, this one, this one, this one, this one. If the first point will help you big time. Yes, I know the first point because I'm the one preaching it. <laughs> you need an encounter with God at different levels of your life. You can have an, you, could, you may have had an encounter five years ago, but it's left, it's left your life. True. We have become cold, very cold. You need another encounter to refresh you, to bring you to life once again. Yes. What I said to you is not the only encounter I've had with God. I've had several encounters with God. I've had eureka moments with God. God speaks to me, pam, like this. Do this. For instance, just a week ago, just last week, just this past Monday, God spoke to me specifically about something. Yes. I was really disturbed about a few things. I was telling my wife about it with some of our brothers. You know, about some, some things, some unnecessary pressure that was coming to me. And the Lord spoke to me. For three weeks, I was in that particular cauldron. And just on Monday, God spoke to me. It's changed my life. Made me calm. Made me consistent. Yes. Those of you who are here on Friday, Friday I was talking a little bit about it. Yes. So, so it has changed. Because it, was, it was said to me. It was not said to you. So maybe you don't. Because I'm giving you second-hand information. When you depend on second-hand information all the time, it doesn't really do much for you. But when you get first-hand information, it does a lot. And you can get your own first-hand information by hearing from the Lord for yourself. Praise the Lord. So it's important. You need an encounter. Say you need an encounter. With the Lord. It's important too. One day we were praying. This is the young lady here. One day we were praying uh, in Kumasi. You know, the church started in Kumasi, so most of us, we are not Kumasi people. None of us are, we're not born, raised there. It's just school. You see, uh -huh. I met this, most of these were students. She's not a student. The retreat she was talking about, she's the one, she works in a very big company. They pay her a lot. If you need money, see her. <laughs> I'm joking. Yes. We were in a meeting. Praying. She had an encounter with the Lord. It changed her life yeah. forever. Am I lying? Oh, true, Pastor. Prior to that, she was not so serious. Like some of you are not serious. <laughs> Am I lying? No, Pastor, you're not lying. Yes. It has made her something. If you don't get an encounter with God, you don't, I mean, you're just joking. When I come meeting like that, there's this other lady who's a pastor. He's also, she's also a pastor now. Very wild girl. She could color her hair about five different colors. Blue is here, yellow is here, green is here, violet is here, pink is here, and red is here. Oh yeah. Very wild girl. She, she could not be spoken to. You can't talk to her. I tell you. Even irons can be bended. I mean, you couldn't bend nothing. 
And she found herself into this particular camp meeting. The last day of the camp, we said we were praying. We said we were praying to close. Father, we're speaking in tongues. I don't know what happened to her. The Holy Ghost caught her. It was not a small thing. All the demons in her left that, that particular day. She was... She couldn't help herself. She was hysterical for about six hours. She was in a hysterical state. Recently, she posted before and after. She posted a picture, one of her pictures of those times, and how she's looking now. She said, hey, thank you, Lord. <laughs> if you don't get an encounter, you don't, you don't, the word of God doesn't really, you need, you need it. It's important. You need it for different levels of your life. Different levels. Different levels, higher levels. To be able to go to the next level, you need an encounter with the Lord. You see, you do. So you can't say, well, I've been to camp meetings, I've been to camp meetings. There's another one that is coming. You need to be in it. Yeah. Yes. For a higher encounter. Something that will take you to the next level of your walk with the Lord. It's important, though. Yeah. Tell anybody it's important, though. That is why we have committed the whole service to it. You see, we are not talking about anything. This, that's what we are talking about. Because it is very, very important. Okay, so like they said in the, the talk show, prepare yourself. It's important. Okay, it's important. If you don't get an encounter with the Lord, your level will not change. If you don't hear from the Lord, your level will not change. You see, an encounter with the Lord is an encounter with His Word. Hmm? It's an encounter with what? with his word. I've had dramatic experiences. Yes. One day, I went to, I was going to preach in our church. This, is, this was our only church at a place in Kumasi called The Cabin. Black Economy Church, I started not long, you know, and I, I lived very far away and came all the way to come and preach. That's what I was, you know, to come and, come and have service there. Now, when I, I, was, I, I used to preach with a laptop at that time, if you remember. When I opened the laptop, when, as soon as I opened the laptop, the Lord opened my eyes and I saw an angel standing right at the door. Right at the door like that, the entrance. If, I, if I'm lying, I would have told you I'm, I'm lying. And this is something I saw. And he had a pen and a paper, a book in his hand. You know these pens that have feathers on it? Yes, he had one of them. God writes. That is why human beings write. Human beings learned how to write from God. God writes. That's why human, human beings learned to have books because God has books. Human beings learned how to have seats because God has seats. God, has, God sits down. He has a throne. That is why we also have seats. Everything we have is something we learn from God. God has dresses. Yes, because that is how it is. It's him and then we do it. That's that. Everything we have is because of what we have seen and heard and read from him. Oh, yes. We think gold is something. Where, where, where did gold get its value? It's because God works on gold. God has this gold. Because gold is just like any other thing. Why do we play? Why have human beings placed value on it? Why? When you put a gold necklace on your neck, does, do you feel... You don't levitate, do you? You don't levitate. You don't vanish. It doesn't help you fly to the next country. Does it? But why do we think that gold is very is valuable? Because we read in the Bible that there's something called gold. It looks like this, and it is valuable. That is why it is valuable. That's all. Or oh, you don't know. 
Oh, it's everything that man has because of what he has seen in the, in the world. We have fans because God has a winnowing fan. He talks about fans. Hey, everything is just because of God. You'll be shocked. I saw this angel writing the number of kilometers I had traveled to be in church. He wrote the number of... I didn't even know the calculation. I saw it in the book. He had written 6.5 kilometers. And then corresponding reward. When I saw I said, hey, I'll always be in church. No matter how far away it is, I'll be in church. I saw it clearly. If I didn't say that, I would have told you. I saw it clearly. What, what I have not seen, I will not come and tell you. Yes, I saw it clearly. God is going to give rewards for everything, including how far we travel to church. Yeah. So some, some, those of you who don't like going to church, you have to, you have to repent. You have to change your mind. All the services you are cutting is worrying you. You are losing eternal reward. If you've not seen, if you've not had a certain kind of experience, you you would think some things are it's like oh, it's, it's a, it's a, when I, I can sit at home and just be there, I can choose to be in the church every once every month, you know, once every two weeks. How many of you eat once every month? You don't eat once every month. If you if you understand how important the word of God is, you'll be in the house of God consistently. Yes, it's a time to feed. It's a time to engage God, engage His word, engage His spirit. To increase. That's 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 it. Okay. Yes. Wow. Sometimes we don't know we don't know how much more we should see for you to for you to see it. It's important. But I see the Lord prospering you and increasing you, causing you to see his goodness in a special way. You need an encounter with God. You do. Many encounters. Many encounters changes it elevates you. Okay, yes. These are reference points. It becomes a reference point in your life. Reference point, huge reference point in your life. That will revolutionize your life. One of the things I don't want is to lose the Lord. Hebrews chapter twelve, verse one. Wherefore, seeing that we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You see, you may be a Christian not to even know that there's a race that you are running. You think it's about me. It's about like me telling you to come to church, me telling you to. No. Who am I? I did I give birth to you? No. I didn't give birth to you. Who am I? I didn't give birth to you. I, I it, we are just together because of God. Yes. Nothing else. I'm in your life as a facilitator to help you run this particular race that God has set before you. To to help you become conscious of the fact that there's a race that you are running, sister. Yes, there's a race that you are running, brother. It's happening live. You see, it's happening live. Paul spoke about finishing his course. It's not just Paul, it's everybody. Everybody. It's all over in the Bible. Right? There's so many scriptures that's coming to my mind right now. Everybody. You have a race. You are in a race. You are running. 
to finish a course that God has set for you. Whether you know it or not, you are in a race. Okay? And you are here. You see, nobody, this is the one who created this thing. He created it for a purpose. He didn't create it for stirring cocoa. This looks like a stirrer. We can use it to stir cocoa or tea or anything. If you go to the cocoa seller and he's using microphone to stir, I mean, everybody would want to buy the cocoa. Or it's, it's ingenuine. I mean, this is ingenuity, innovation. <laughs> it's, it can be used for that, but that is not the reason why it was, it was made. It was made for a purpose. It was made for people to talk through, for us to talk through, like I'm talking through now, for you to hear. Do you see? Mm-hmm. So you too, you were made for a purpose. Yes. You were made for a purpose. There's a reason for your existence. Do you know why you're existing? The tragedy of life is not knowing why you're existing. It's a tragedy. Yes. So you're not existing because of hairstyle. Or beauty. Lipo, lipo. Taking pictures on Instagram and all. Listen, all those things are good. They are wonderful. Take your pictures. It's a world of pictures now. Those of us who are old, I feel I'm so old because I don't, we don't, take, my wife and I can go, we go on vacation. Yes, by God's grace, we have capacity to go to certain places. But we forget to take pictures, we'll go and come. Yeah, we, don't, we, don't, we don't remember that there's something called camera on our phone that we can take selfies. I remember we were on the tallest building in the whole world some five years ago. Burj Khalifa and on the highest point and we're just there just enjoying the view <laughs> then my wife said ah won't you let us take why, why are we not taking pictures I said no oh, we can take pictures <laughs> and we took pictures that we never posted up to date it's not been posted though there's nothing wrong with taking the picture but remember that there's something there's a race huh? there's what there's a race. Your, your life, there's a purpose for your existence. It's serious, though. It's a purpose for your existence. You need to find it. You need to get yourself into that race. Run it properly. Sometimes in that race, you are suppo- I'm supposed to talk to you at a particular time. If I don't talk to you, your destiny is finished. Your destiny will go somewhere else. And I miss you. Sometimes I wonder how many people have missed. Yes. Because you are supposed to be talking to somebody. You are not talking to the person. You are only concerned about yourself. Yes. Look at this. First Corinthians 9.24. It's in the Bible. I'm not. So don't be a Christian who is bereft of information. It says, knowing not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiver the prize. And it says, so run, you run, that you may obtain. There's a, there's a race that you are running in Christ as a born-again child of God. It's a race, and you, you must run to win and obtain your prize. Rick Joyner, very powerful prophet of God, had a vision of heaven. You see, you can be a Christian and not be interested in heavenly encounters. You see, you are not interested in what? In heavenly encounters. You can be, you can be there, and you are not interested in heavenly encounters at all. All you are interested in may be... God give me a phone, God give me a beloved, God give me this, God give me that. That's all you are interested in. But there's a realm where heavenly encounters come to you. You you are interested in it. Now this man had a very powerful vision of God. God showed him so many things in heaven. And one of the things he showed him 
were thrones in heaven that were empty. Because those for whom it was created did not run their race and they didn't finish their course. Oh, a lot of Christians, many Christians. So all those thrones are empty. All of us have thrones in heaven. There's a throne designated for you. Before you were born, that throne was created for you in eternity for you to come and sit on. But you will sit on it after you have run your course and finished your race and fulfilled the purpose that God made you for. When you finish it, your reward is to sit on that throne. Rejoiner had a vision and saw many of those thrones empty. Why? Because many Christians could not run. They did not do what they were supposed to do. They missed the mark. I don't want you to miss the mark. God doesn't want you to miss the mark. That's why he's talking to you. That is why they called you. Some of you have not been in church for a long time. That's why they called you to be in church today. To come around. To stay. Because we don't want you to miss what you are supposed to have. Prophet Kakabedin. And these, they are prophets in the country. Very well prophets in the country. One of them is Prophet Kakabedin. He had a vision not long ago. He was preaching. And as he was preaching, he was caught up. He was preaching in the north. In uh, Reverend Isolanabes Church. As he was preaching, he was caught. He had, a, he had an encounter with the Lord. And he went to heaven. God took him to heaven. And he saw a place. You know, as he was talking, he saw a place in heaven where... The people were not happy. They looked depre- depressed. They looked depressed. They looked discouraged. In heaven, they looked depressed and discouraged and discontented and worried. And he knew that ah, you can't be worried and discouraged in heaven, depressed in heaven. So he asked the angel, he asked the Lord who was taking him. The Lord was taking him on a, on a train. He asked him, ah, what is this that I'm seeing? Is this part of heaven? The Lord said, oh yeah, it's part of heaven. This is outer darkness. This is what? A lot of Christians are going there. It's an amazing thing. There's an old time Christian called Seneca. Seneca Sodi. Who also had an encounter with the Lord in the 17th century. He was also taken up to heaven. And when he went to heaven, he was with Joshua. Joshua, Moses Joshua. He was with him. And Joshua showed him people entering heaven. And he told him, look at their faces. You see their joy. You see their different levels of joy. Some people entered heaven with a lot of joy. And others were entering with very minimal joy. It's because they didn't do what they didn't run their race. So it's not just about, oh, I'm going to heaven. There are levels in heaven. Oh. One guy entered heaven. I made it. This is Jesse Duplantis' vision. He saw someone. And he also, a lot of people have been taken up to heaven. Heaven is real. It's real. It exists. Don't depend on someone on TV who says that I died and I didn't see, I didn't go anywhere. It's the person, he's not died. He died in the movie. He's not actually died. <laughs> yes. There are people who have had near-death experiences. And they will tell you, if you can type near-death experiences. Eh? And you can, you can hear people who have actually died and have come back. And the things they have said exist. And the things they saw, it depends on where you are. If you are born again, you see something. If you are not born again, there are things that you see. So you can have various levels of testimonies. Yeah. Jesus Christ was caught up to heaven. He saw this guy entering heaven. When he entered heaven, he was so excited because he had just gotten born again and died. And he came. When he came, he was so happy. He, was so, he said, I made it. He was jumping. I made it. I made it. I made it. And after his rejoicing, he became like this. Because he couldn't go close to the throne of God. Why? Because he didn't live as he was supposed to. 
He didn't run his race. He didn't become what he was supposed to become here. God is expecting you to become something here on earth. God is expecting you to live his life here on earth. He's expecting you to fulfill his purposes for you here on earth. As long as you are not interested in that, you are not ready. Hallelujah. Yes. As long as you are not interested in that, you are not ready. As long as you are not into finding out what, what it is that he's even talking about through his word. You, you have to find out. The reason why we read the Bible is to find out what God... Yesterday, I was, I, was, I, was, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know I don't know a lot of things about God. I'm not ready to meet God at all. Yes. There are a lot of things in the Bible I've not read. Or I've not read in a very long time, maybe 20 years. I was like, hey, I have to read the Bible over again. It's, it's important. It's just, these are thoughts that are crossing my mind. Maybe it's not crossing your mind like that. There's a problem. There's what? Problem. Yes. You need, you need the Holy Spirit to bring some things to your mind. You see, you have a race to run. And you must look unto Jesus to be able to run that race. Finish your course here on earth. You do. You have. It's not just preachers. There's nothing here written to preachers. It's written to every child of God. You have a race, you have a course, you have a, you have a place in God, you have something that he wants you to do. And that's why we, we are going to teach you these things in the camp. Yes. Let me give you my first point. We are called into fellowship with the Lord. It's the first thing that we are called into. Yes. That's a first, so this is my first point for camp. All are called. For what? We are all called into fellowship with the Son, with the Godhead. So I'm going to talk about fellowship and intimacy with the Godhead. That's the first thing I'm going to talk about. That is your race. That is one of the... So all the things I'm going to talk about is your race. I'm giving you... I'm just giving you a sneak peek of what I'm going to be talking about. Yes. So if you want to know what you are, you are running, the race you are in, okay? If you are in a 100-meter race and you don't know you're in a 100-meter race and you are going for the race and you are not part, you will not even... You are not even part of the race to start with. Can you win? You can win. You are rather running another person's race. You can create another track if there are eight of us officially in a particular race and you come and create a ninth track and they say on your marks, you go down, get set, you go down, you come up a little, go, and then you go with all your strength, run with speed, and you are first. Will you get the will you get the crown? Why? You are not part of it. You are disqualified. You are not even part to be disqualified. You are not part. So you, you may your family members may be shouting, "Yay, she won!" Sister, you are a joke. You are not running in the right race. Yes. So you you may you may be an excellent student, but that is not the race God has called you to. It's not the race of academics. It's not in the, there's no race of academics in the Bible. It's academics not important. It's a means to an end. So it's important. I'm not saying, I've gone to school. Be there. We have all gone to school. I'm married to a doctor. Wow. Yes. <laughs> all the people sitting here, they have something. And that's an engineer who's a strategic whatever. He's also an engineer. She's a valua. He's an engineer. She's a doctor. He's a metallist. <laughs> She's a doctor. She's a pharmacist. She's an engineer. Big time engineer. She's what? An agriculturist. Metallist. All these 
people, wild people, wild guys. They are all, they've been in school long time. Some of them finished school 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It's been many years, I can't even calculate. Yes, it's been many years. I finished school a long time ago. It will be 20 years very soon since I left university. Yes. I look smallish, but I'm not a small boy at all. I've lived life small. I've seen some one or two, one or two things. So, Charlie, you need to, like, it's important. Yes. Stop joking with your life. Like, you are joking too much. You are joking with your life too much. Life is passing you by. You are missing a lot of things. I tell you. Seriously, you. You are missing too many things. Because of this world, the distraction is so, is so huge. Our distraction is higher than anybody's distraction in the whole universe. That is why those who have got... You see, after Paul and all this, world, you think that there's nobody who will do the work of God and do whatever. God says that they without us are not perfect. Because our distraction in our generation is higher than everybody's own. They didn't have a phone. They didn't have Android phones. None of them had. You could wake up and pray. But in our time, because of Android phone, because of iOS, it's a miracle for a young person to wake up and not pick his phone first. It's a miracle. There was a wire connected to the phone some years ago. They, they took the wire off. That's the that's problem. Yes. Your phone is taking you to hell and you don't even know it. Yes. Some time ago, we used to struggle to get porn to watch. In my days, when I was in GSS, uh, 1997, 1998, uh, when you want to watch porn, it's a cassette. And you need to struggle for it. So it, I remember those times it will be flying in, the, in my class. And when it is time for you to, maybe you have two hours with it. Whatever you need to do to watch it, you need to do to watch it. I remember someone, one of the guys took the cassette, a particular cassette, and was right, he went to see someone's bicycle and was riding to the house. I mean, one guy took the cassette. His father was home when he got home. He needed to watch the thing. So his father was sitting in the hall. He put it inside the, the, the DVD, the whatever, and went to stand in front of the TV like this. <laughs> and was watching. <laughs> Can you imagine? Was his father, he muted the thing and was watching it like this. <laughs> hey! That was a struggle. Now it's not a struggle. It's not what? It's on your phone. It is where? It is taking you. This your phone is taking you to hell. You'll be surprised. It's distracting you completely. It makes nonsense of all the messages we preach. We will preach a message. This phone will just make it all nonsense within some few minutes. Yes, a text message from someone. Hello, dear. Hey, that's it. It's finished. The distraction, the, the pictures you need to take, the videos you need to take. Yes, the social media you need to visit is distracting. It's destroying you. Yeah. Denzel Washington spoke some three years ago and he said, We have destroyed your generation. It is our fault. That was what he said. He said it is our fault. Those of us who have gone ahead, because they they had it differently, and now they are they are we are, we are we have a problem, big problem. You have podcasts, but you never listen to podcasts. Hey, yeah, I'm I'm saying what you are doing. I mean that's it. Hey. We have a race, so the distractions are too many. 
but I see you winning a race. I'm being a prophet to you. I see you winning a race. Your phone will not destroy you. Your phone will not take you to hell. You'll become what God has designed for you to become. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You are blessed. See, I'm blessed. See, I'll not lose my way. I'll not lose my way. I'll fulfill the reason for my existence. Yes, it's so important to God. Don't get to heaven and they ask you questions and you can't, ask, you can't answer. Charlie. So come for the camp. I'm inviting you. The whole meeting is for camp. I'm inviting you for camp. Because it is going to help you. Okay? Yes. What God is telling me to talk about are things that will really help you. To, have, to change your mind. To help you big time. So that you can become consistent. I don't want to stand before the Lord and he will say to me that it's because it is possible. See in the Bible, First Corinthians chapter nine, verse twenty-six. It's all, all that I'm saying is in the Bible. First Corinthians nine. It says, "I therefore so run, not as uncertainly; so fight I, not as one that beateth the air." Next says, "But I keep under my body." You see, your body can prevent you from running your race and disqualify you completely. Your body. But I keep under, so Paul says, I keep, so Paul had, Paul was, a, Paul was a man of subject to like passions like you and I. He says, I make sure I handle my body. There's, there's a doctrine of learning how to handle your body. It's biblical, it's in the Bible. The sexual edges you have. Wow. Listen, sexual edges were placed there by God. To teach you how to handle yourself before you get married so that when you get married you will know how to handle yourself in marriage the bible teaches us to learn how to handle our body that you see your penis is there when you are born your vjj is there when you are born hallelujah for a reason you grow with it so that you can learn how to manage it that is why it is there God could have made it appear the day you marry. When they slip their ring on your finger, then it will come. It could have been like that. God could have done that easily, oh? but he didn't do it like that. He gave it to us at our birth. And we grew up with it. Why? So that you can learn how to manage it. Yes, it's in the Bible. Paul says, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. That's what you do to your body. Less that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway, amplified, so that it's small. Yeah, that, that's that is the that, you must learn to handle yourself so that you are not a castaway at the end of the day. Adokimos, you are a castaway, but like a boxer, I buffet my body, I handle it roughly, discipline it by hardship, and subdue it for fear that after for what fear, fear. There's a, there should be some fear in your heart for fear that. After proclaiming to others the gospel and things pertaining to it, I myself, so Paul was even preaching the gospel, and he was like, I need to keep my body well, or else, after I've preached to others, I myself should become unfit, not stand the test, be unapproved, and rejected as a counterfeit. Because on that day, many people be rejected as counterfeit. My friend, you are, you, go, you, you see, maybe you've not seen God before. Me, God has warned me before. I've heard this voice in a certain way before. So I'm, I don't like misbehaving in a certain way. I remind myself every now and then, Charlie, I need to be serious. 
Let's be serious. Let's be what? Serious. Let's be serious. Because there's, there's always temptation around you. The temptation you face is it's like that. That is how it is. You face it's not going away. Your sexual edges, 70, you still be feeling sexual edges. I tell you. It's not going anywhere. You need to manage it. It's, it's in the Bible. You need to manage so that you don't become a castaway. Hmm? Yes. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1, 2, and 3. Look at it. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us, how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. He says, we've taught you how to what? walk, how to live, to please God. God wants you to please him, not to please yourself. You can't please yourself. You go to church as and you come to church as and when you like. Hey. No, you are wicked. You expect God to be nice to you. Hey. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. You, you treat God as nothing. When he says, come for come, you, you, I'll do whatever I want to do. Let's do this whole. Yeah. 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 I'm not going anywhere. I'm not moving. Won't move. Can't move. Shan't move. And here you are kneeling down praying to God. God, give me a husband. God, give me a wife. God, give me money for this. If the Lord turns away, you say the Lord is wicked. When he was calling you to come for training, you didn't mind him. Attic, attic, is this a problem? Attic what? Oh, yes. Attic, attic. Charlie, you must learn to please God. How we should walk to please God so that you would abound more and more. Let's read Amplified to help us. Brethren, we beg and admonish you in virtue of our union with the Lord Jesus that you follow the instructions which you learn from us about how you ought to walk so as to please and gratify God, as indeed you are doing, and that you do so even more and more abundantly, attaining yet greater perfection in living this life. God wants you to achieve greater perfection, not as the years is going by, you are getting worse. Some three months ago, you were really on fire for the Lord. Three months later, you have died. Your fire has died. Your fire has what? Died. Next verse. He doesn't want that for you. Next verse. King James. For you know what commandment we gave you by the Lord Jesus. We gave you a commandment. Next verse. Then he says, for this is the will of God. How many of you want to know the will of God? Do you want to know the will of God? It's in there. For this is the will of God. Even your what? That you should abstain from. It's like this one is not in the Bible. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification. And, and everybody should know how to possess his vessel, his body. Amplify. Maybe you think it's something else. It's that each, this, is the, this is how you please God. It's that each one of you should know how to possess control, manage. It's a management. It's what? How to manage his own body in consecration, purity, separated from profane, from things profane, and honor. Eh? Honor. Honor God. Look at Next verse. Amplify still. Next verse. Not to be used in the passion of lust like the heathen, who are ignorant of the true God and have no knowledge of his will. You have knowledge of God's will. He says, manage yourself. Because your body can prevent you from running your race. Important. Don't behave like this is not in it, but it's not part of that. It's not part of anything. It's like oh, we can do whatever we want to do and still survive. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that, brother. It doesn't work like that, sister. 
and I'm not going to stop talking about it. Whether you look at me or you don't look at me, I'm still going to talk about it. This is in the Bible. Learn how to manage yourself. It's going to take you to hell. You'll be surprised. Or it will put you in outer darkness. If it doesn't succeed in putting you in hell, it will put you in outer darkness at the end of the day. Yes. You have to be smart. Know how to possess your body. Manage yourself. Do you see? Yes. Manage yourself. By looking, keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. Read your Bible, pray every day. It's important to. Hmm? Seek the knowledge of God's word. Constantly. Consistently. It's important. Run your race. Fulfill your purpose. Know it first of all. If you don't know it, how can you fulfill it? Know it. Paul said, this one thing I do. It's important though. This one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. There's a prize for your high calling. So that's one of the things. You have a, we have a high calling. There's something called high calling. All are called into this high calling. Hmm? Yes. Go, go back to verse 13 so that we see it even some more. Brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I, I forget those things which are and I press toward to get a prize. There's a prize for your running, for your race. When you run, you get your prize. You have to sit on the throne that God has for you. You have to. You have to. It will be sad that you are not. You are not going to be sit on. You are not. Sit, sit, you have to sit on it. That's why I'm preaching to you. That's why I'm talking to you. You see, are, we are all small boys. We all we all look like small boys and girls. Mommy is sitting here. We have two mothers sitting here. Mothers, fathers. We went for, one went for the car. I saw some fathers. I was wondering where they were. Where they were. They were in, they are in our church. Yes, older men, fifties, and they are in our camp. Well, I was driving with my wife to the camp. Our camp that we had in uh, Anakazo not long ago. We were on a cart going, and we saw some people entering our camp. I said, like, ah, who are these people? Later on, I learned that they are in the church. I said, hey, you see, we all look like small boys, but we are not small boys and girls. We've been around for some time. Yes, sometimes we mingle with university students, so it's like, when you come to your room, it's like, over here, it's like this person. It's like, you are not, you are not. These are very wild people. Dr. Dennis has been a doctor for many years. Dentist, you can go, he's checking your teeth and checking your, your everything for you. Hallelujah. Right? But we've humbled ourselves to be able to do what God wants us to do. You must sit on the throne that God has for you. It is important you sit on it. And that is more important than a, a lot of things that is, you think is important. It's, important. it's more important than a lot of things you think is important. It's that devil has blinded your mind for you to think that the other things are important. You need your, the eyes of your understanding to be flooded with light for you to see that this one is not correct. I need to pay attention to this one which is more correct. Reading your Bible is more important than taking your phone in the morning and fooling around with your phone. Than responding to certain text messages that you will not die if you don't respond to. You will not die if you don't respond to it. Than looking at certain people's statuses that will stir you up. You can look at someone's status and it stirs you up sexually. It stirs you up to foolishness. Yesterday, someone showed me a text. Mommy, good afternoon. Please, how are you? Since I came back to school, I've noticed my friends are using iPhone 12 and 13. And they are wearing nicer wigs. And they are using it to worry me. 
Mommy, what do I do? This is a question that has come from somebody. Yes. Whilst we're in the meeting, in the party. Yes. It showed it to me. I was like, wow. You see, wake up. It's, it's, so, it's, like it's so important. You need to get some. So whatever you do to get that particular type. Charlie, what are the works that are around now? If you want to know what business. How many of you want to do business? If you want to know what business to do, one of the businesses you can do is to sell toilet rolls. You see, you don't you know. You will get a lot of money. How many of you use toilet roll in your life? Sell. If you are going to be selling, sell something that everybody uses. You see, every something that everybody uses, and it's a consumer. It's, it, it, it goes. It's used. Do you see? Hmm. It, it gets finished every month. <laughs> Monthly. Eh? Toilet tool is one of them. Ladies' pad is one of them. It's a gold mine. You don't know. Hey. Wig is one of them. What other thing do people use every day? Dew spray, water, toothpaste. Some people they use their toothpaste small, small, small. So maybe it may not. Well, you need something that can go monthly, like every month. It needs to go. So some of the boys don't bath too. So just think about what I'm saying, okay? How much does a wig a, a wig sell? Okay, so it depends on the grade of hair you are. What's having. the highest grade? Grade twelve. How much would it cost? Um, pretty sold one wig costly three thousand cities. Three thousand. Even without one, the length was short, so if it's a longer, longer length, length, it can be five thousand. Yeah, five thousand it can cost. So it's like I need to, I need five thousand. That's a piece, of, and that means that you need to do something. Yeah. I don't know if you understand. It's a, it's a. It's a ripple effect. You want this, you need to do this and that and that and that to be able to get it. Your father won't buy it for you. Which father will give you three thousand to go and buy hair? It's not that doing or even buying. Then you are now coming to do. When you do the doing to salon to is also another cost, isn't it? Oh, ladies, am I lying? Yeah. It is not so important. It is not so. It's important. You, you need to look nice, but it is not urgent. You like you won't die. You won't die if you are not using the three thousand CD wig, or are not using iPhone. What's, what's it now? Thirteen Pro Max. It's nonsense. But the world has made it so. It's like without it, something will happen to you when the new iPhone is released. Hey. You have been watching Manchester play Real Madrid for years. You have been watching Chelsea play with us now for many years. At least in a season, they'll play twice. Every season. They play FA Cup, you are watching FA Cup. They play Carling Cup, you are watching Carling Cup. They play Champions League, you are watching Champions League. They play everything you are watching. Everything you are watching. It's like your life. Without that, your life will not go forward. You are, you are, something's wrong with you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And now you are even betting on it. Now you have started losing money. Listen, betting is demonic. Listen to me. It's very, it's demonic. I had a student. You see, I've taught in a secondary school for five years before. I taught chemistry in secondary school for five years. Okay. And I had a student, brilliant student, who became the head boy of the school I was teaching in. 
when I was teaching him, he became the head boy. Fair, gentle boy, very handsome, very brilliant, science student. Listen, I saw him after four years, after secondary school. I saw him. When I saw him, his life was almost over. Okay? He was begging me for money. Yes, begging me. I mean, this guy could mark his fellow students' exam, whatever. He, that, he was that good. I had some group of people who did that for me. A very wild guy. He had been reduced to nothing because of betting. I don't know if he's alive even now. Because he had, he had, he had taken money from wild people, people who could kill. Yes. Betting. He had betted everything in his life away. Yes. In, in hopes of getting. So it's like, if, you, if I do, then I'll get this one. But he's never getting it. Yes. His life had been destroyed. Comp- I'm not joking with you. I'm telling you this, something that is very true. Yes. I come from a town where every, almost everybody there is into lottery. You should see how some of them end up. Most of them end up. It's not easy. Because it is not correct. Do you see? If you're going to spend your life betting, you are, you are going to destroy yourself. It's just time. I have seen it practically. Hallelujah. So, there are things that look important, but they're actually not important at all. And the ones that, the ones that are important, mom, no. You don't even see it. You don't even see it. You joke with it. Yes. You don't even see it. Hallelujah. You can be spending money on a big money on a lot of things and not on God is wrong. You don't mind betting or using 300 cities for your hair. Have you used 300 cities for your hair before? Many times. So give God something big, okay? Have you been blessed? All right, we are closing. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.